GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the schoolyard with the amazing, talented cast of Barney and Friends. So without further ado, let's go back to memory and imagination and bring out our guests. Our first guest, she is a voice of the pickle-loving yellow protoceratops PJ. Please welcome Patty Wirtz. Hi, it's great to be here today. Thank you all so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for being here with us. How are you doing in your corner of the world? Oh, I'm doing great. I am thrilled to be here and I'm surrounded by all my great memories of Barney and looking forward to talking with everybody and to seeing Bob and Julie's faces and uh, just kind of going into the Barney world. Outstanding. Well, absolutely yeah. glad to have you here. And uh, yeah, we have two patties for once. This is the first <laughs> on right. <Galaxy> Online. <laughs> double patties. <laughs> hey, we're a double, double meat patty. All right. <laughs> uh, and our next guest, she's an actress who joins us as the voice of the ballet-loving green triceratops baby bop. Please welcome Julie Johnson. Hi. Hey, Julie, how are you? I am fine. How are you? I am okay. Oh, little, little scratchy there. But... Yeah, I think it's back. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Do we, know, do, do we know how we fixed it last time? I will have to go get my uh, technical assistant. <laughs> I, don't right. know, I don't know because nothing changed. I didn't touch anything, and it's scratchy. doesn't sound good. All right, Julie, I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead. We'll bustle that through. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see if we can fix that for. Her. So in the meantime, let's bring out our other guest. He is an actor, a graphic designer, he joins us as the original voice of the beloved and heavily satirized Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> Please welcome our friend Bob West. Heavily satirized. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's it's. And well, we'll we'll talk about that. First of all, Bob, how are you? I'm good. I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm not having nearly the the problems that my my Dino voice friends in Texas have been having. Oh so, yeah, it's great. It's good to be here. Love to love to do these things. It's so much fun. Absolutely, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back and uh, back with uh, Patty and hopefully Julie will join us. We'll yes. keep our fingers crossed because we thought we fixed it anything else. But I'll say this to both of you: absolutely welcome to our, our little show here. As always, we here at GalaxyCon are looking forward to the day when the world does get a little bit back to normal and we can once again host you on our physical stages and yes. get you all back in front of your fans. But in the meantime, we have this online forum and we are so glad to have you here. Absolutely. Yeah. So happy to be online. here. Thank you, so, Patty. In the meantime, uh, just a couple of openers. Uh, first one just occurred to me. Um, have people ever stopped thinking you were in the costumes? <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. there, yes, people it's still think confusion. we're in the costumes. It, it is constant confusion. Constantly. There are a lot of people uh, who come to, you know, my, my page on Facebook and, you know, brand new folks will show up and they'll say, I thought, you know, this, or I thought that, and and we, and there's always some kindly fan who steps in and says, no, there's actually two people, <laughs> and we have to explain the whole dino sync. Concept. Yes, <clears throat> the, the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abs absolutely. Uh, actually, uh, hopefully, Julie Conant said uh, will come on with that. Uh, let's start off with this. I would love to hear, if our audience doesn't know already, how did you come into these roles? Ooh, Patty, I need to hear this story. Okay, mm -hmm. this is actually a fun story. It was, I feel like there was a bit of serendipity involved here. 
I was a stage actress for years and years. And in fact, I continue my affiliation with children's programming because there is a theater, a professional live theater here in Fort Worth called Casa Manana. And I was a resident actress at their ch in their children's theater for seven years. So I played every evil queen, uh, <laughs> wicked witch, but I also did a variety of like the, the spider in Charlotte's Web and, mm. and lots of fun animal roles, the owl in Winnie the Pooh. So doing that for a long time, then I had a an agent over in Dallas that I did some on-camera stuff, but I started to segue and do some voiceover work. And when I had been doing voiceover work for a little while, I just got a call from my agent and, the, and uh, she said they're looking for a, uh, a little boy dinosaur's voice, a little eight-year-old boy dinosaur voice. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what does that sound like? Yeah, <laughs> I think I can try that. So I went over to the audition at Color Dynamics and I walked in the room and it was full of people. And I thought, okay, well, here we go. It's, there's a lot of competition for this, but I waited and waited for my audition time. And um, eventually they called me in. I was the last person to go in. And they had already had a round of auditions and for the character and hadn't found what they wanted. Hmm. So when I went in, I met with Jim Rowley, who was, um, one of the producers on the senior producer on the show and Dennis DeShazer, who was the executive producer. And we sat down and we started to talk and all of a sudden Dennis pulls out this cassette children cassettes were things before DVDs, before we yeah. downloaded things, they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can Google it. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> I was, um, trying to drum up some voiceover work and I was marketing myself. So I had sent this cassette to Color Dynamics, which is where they were holding the auditions that didn't really have, it wasn't directly to Barney. It was just to do like some training films and things like mm. that for, to do voiceover work. Sure. And Dennis pulls out this cassette and he said, there's a spot on your demo tape for Schweigert Baloney. <laughs> that has a character voice on it. Swigert Baloney. And so he said, we're kind of liking that voice for the, the BJ voice. So um, we started tweaking it a little bit. They had me read some things, sing a little bit. And uh, I just kind of channeled my eight-year-old nephew. He was eight at the time. So that was perfect. And uh, that was my audition. And I felt good, pretty good about it. You know, you know, or you know, you know, whether it, feel good or bad about it. Yeah. So when I left that day, I felt pretty good about it. And about two days later, I got a call and wow. uh, got guessed. Yeah. So it was all due to Schweigert Baloney. Yeah. That's uh, uh, <laughs> now, is, is there really a Schweigert Baloney or is that something you made up for the demo tape? That's something I made up for the demo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Good on you because uh, yeah. <laughs> this day, BJ is full of baloney. What can it's we say? <laughs> Full of baloney to this day. Because <laughs> I'm an aficionado of baloney, and it's like if there was a band that I haven't tried yet, then I need to seek it out. You know? <laughs> you gotta try the maybe Schweiger. Oh, in Texas, you gotta have to try the Schweiger. The baloney. Schweiger. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, absolutely outstanding. So, and, and Bob, uh, where sure. does this begin for you, or do we or do we go back to uh, Chuck E. Cheese? Well, we could go back to Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, if, if why not? Were, let's get, let's give. I want to give Julie a little time to jump in. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about Chuck E. Cheese. Well, we could. Yeah, I was living and working in San Antonio after having gone to uh, college there, and I was doing. That's where I started my voiceover career. But I started going to Austin, and Dallas, and Houston. Speaking of Southwest Airlines, as we were earlier, I would actually go 
fly around the state sometimes, but uh, moved to Dallas. The first gig I got was the was Chuck E. Cheese. A couple of the characters. First, there was uh, Jasper T. Giles. He's the dog who plays the banjo. And then there's the Pesquale. He makes it the pizzas. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How you doing? Uh, oh, buongiorno. So uh, yeah, those love the boys hated the pizza. Cute. <laughs> uh, you know. And then I was I did that for I don't know was it maybe six months or something before the audition for Barney came up. Uh, Dennis DeShazer uh, again, who was. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the producers uh, called my agent and uh, Nancy Johnson at the, uh, at the Campbell agency and said, I have, or was it the Campbell agency? I don't know. It was Nancy Johnson though. She's, he said, I, I, I need this. You know, he described the character and he said, you know, friendly, big dinosaur kind of goofy. And they were actually at the time they were looking for somebody to be in the costume and mm -hmm. to do the voice, which is the normal thing for full body puppets. Right. So I had done some, full body kind of puppet or costume character work as the blaster for Humana Hospital Medical City Dallas, which is a robot. <laughs> I didn't know that. And we went to gr grade schools and talked about health and safety and stuff. And, you know, I had silver face paint and scared the oh, bejeeters wow. out of kids everywhere. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. And so Nancy, of course, put. Uh, and you're a pretty, you're a pretty tall guy too. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm like six one. So yeah, yeah Nancy, Nancy put robot and big goofy dinosaur together and said, boy, have I got a guy for you. So I went to this <laughs> audition and we went through everything. They really liked my voice, but it turns out I was too tall for the costume, which they were already building, which is not the normal way to do it. You usually cast first and then build the costume around someone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but it, it worked out great because we're, you know, we're like, we each get to concentrate on our own thing. The voice gets to concentrate on that and the body on the body. Yeah. And we just synced up and we called it yeah. Dino Sync. We never registered the trademark, but I think we should. Uh, <laughs> so that's how it, that's how it happened. Indeed. Yeah, history was made. Indeed. And speaking of uh, singing up our dinosaurs, let's cross our fingers and let's reintroduce Julie again. Bring the magic. Hello. Hello. How is this? Better. Are we Great. good? Oh, I can't move. <laughs> I, can, I'm not, I shouldn't turn my head to the left or the right. No, I think we're, we're fine now. And, yeah. and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to Bob and Patty. So, <laughs> For once. Well, it's being, been a reminded, while. being reminded of all those great stories. Oh, indeed. Well, uh, Julie... Glad to have you here. Glad, glad we were able to discern you and everything else. And yeah, just uh, if you could, I'd love to hear how uh, how this began for you. Well, Patty's in my story is is uh, a bit similar because mm -hmm. I was in a production of Nonsense at Casa Manana, the same theater in Fort Worth, when the auditions were held. But my character came along a, a year before before yeah. BJ did, mm -hmm. so I was actually portraying Sister Mary Amnesia, and I had decided that when Amnesia was amnesiatic, that uh, she would have she had sort of a childlike voice, just up here a little bit and a little airy and a little, you know, like this. And so I was called in for this audition. We'd had a, a six show week and, and uh, you know, this was a Monday. And I remember standing out in the hallway listening to other women who had these great child voices. I mean, they sounded like five-year-old little boys or seven-year-old little boys or girls. And I thought, uh, I was sounding pretty much like this at that time. And I thought, this isn't going to be for me. Unless, unless the little baby dinosaur is really, really rough. It's just not going to work. But I went in 
And I thought about that sound that children make in a toy store mm-hmm. when that one toy that they have to have or they simply <laughs> will not be able to go on in this world. Mm-hmm. And the, the, that, that sound that they make when they, when they want it. And it came out like this. <laughs> and so that's, that's how she was created. And Dennis DeShazer, uh, one of the producers, dropped his head down on the desk. And I thought, well... I either booked it or I am about to be kicked out of this room. I don't know. <laughs> they love me or they hate me. I can't, I can't tell. And uh, and then they had me sing Itsy Bitsy Spider. And, and there's a little thing in it that said, one more time. Uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider. And, and I, instead of that, I went, one more time. <laughs> I think that's the one that sealed the deal. So. Yeah, and it's, and, and, and uh, it's, it's been uh, it's been such a fun ride, and I get to hear from so many wonderful young performers, young people. Yeah, to me, they're young. <laughs> um, about you know the the music influence, the music and the dance, how much that had had to do with with either making them want to do it themselves, or just helping them open up and and enjoy and find something, you know, find a hobby that they love or find, mm-hmm. you know, a connection with the arts. And the mm-hmm. arts are so important. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Very much so. And uh, Ed, you're absolutely right. Uh, when you're in an audition and that visceral physical reaction, it's either the best possible scenario or the worst possible <laughs> the worst. scenario. There's just <laughs> no way. So absolutely indeed. So when did you, uh, when did you begin to realize that maybe the show was not only gaining in popularity, but maybe even eclipsing everybody's expectations because it did hit a national apex. Right. And that of course, was when you guys gave grist for the uh, the late night comedians in their mill. <laughs> yeah. Plenty. Yeah. You know you've hit when to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you well, one night. of them, for me, you know, being invited up to do the Today Show, Jane Pauley first and Katie Couric was a big fan because her daughter was a huge fan. Uh, a daughter or son, one of her children was a, was a huge fan. But when <laughs> when Saturday Night Live had Charles Barkley do a one-on-one <laughs> with Barney. And of course, you know, the whole bit was that, that Barney, you know, gets a bandage over the eye and his tail kind of breaks. And, it, and But at the end, Charles Barkley throws his arm around Barney and says, in the end, I realized it's all about love. And they walk <laughs> off and I thought, hmm, yeah. 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 yeah, Saturday Night Live. Just no saying. Sarcasm there. No yeah. irony. No. That and playing Radio City yeah. and having it be sold out. Yeah. For we were there for several sure. weeks and we did a lot of performances yeah. and they were all sold out. Yeah. And well, that was kind of surreal. Yeah, and Carrie tells the story of when he was on the road. You know, we did a lot of or Carrie and company did a lot of touring along the East Coast when we were first starting up and. I think it was even before, I think it was before PBS started. I'm not sure. There was, you know, he would show up at these these venues that were sometimes just overflowing with people. And we had one, uh, you know, after we got onto PBS and we did a, we started doing pledge breaks. We'd travel to different PBS stations oh. for pledge breaks. And we went to Hartford, Connecticut, which was the home of uh, Connecticut Public Television, which was our kind of our home, mm-hmm. home system, our home station because uh, that's where uh, the folks who, who uh, came up, well, didn't come up with the idea, who presented it to BBS were stationed. And 
we went to Hartford Mall and we drove up and there were strollers and moms lining <laughs> the sidewalks. And it, it was just a sea of, of moms and kids and dads. And we got inside and floor to ceiling, three floors in that central court with like six deep at every rail. There was just people. And they had expected, literally expected like 600 people. And there were 6,000. Yeah. And so we ended up having to do all kinds of rearranging. And we had to put on a show. We weren't planning to do that. It was supposed to be a meet and greet. And we had runners go out and buy up every possible, every single piece of Polaroid film. Google it, kids. <laughs> in the city of Hartford, Connecticut. Wow. And, uh, and so we stayed there for, I think it was like five hours. It took wow. to get through wow. it. It was crazy. And it was incredible. Just amazing. It, it absolutely was. And uh, um, I was a little older than the target audience, but uh, I had friends who had kids that were fans of the show. In particular, my first exposure was uh, trapped in a van for six hours watching one of the, uh, recording one of the stage performances. And I well, again was aware of it. I, oh, I hate Boreas too. And I was I watched this several times, and I'm like, this is teaching kids to look both ways before they cross the street and ask questions and be nice to each other. It's like, what's the what's the problem? Yeah, yeah, just 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 what 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 what's the problem? Uh, I I I think you I think I think the show and I I think what 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 you and the cast and everyone else did you you made something nice. And magical and sweet. Thank you. And it really did. And uh, and again, and if you and if, if children of any age learned anything from it, it was all worthwhile. Mm -hmm. yeah. So much of what we did was about it was centered in kindness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really important. We don't realize, I think, with children how much you know. I mean, they're they're just. They're little recording machines, they are, <laughs> with, with everything they see and they hear. And they see and hear so many things, you know, any child does, that uh, they kind of give mixed messages to them, I think. And when you can give them the message of just be kind, that that's I think that's really important. Yeah. And there's a comfort in that, too. Yeah. And I think that was a, was big, a big Nice, too, that, that Barney was that almost like a grandparent-like figure, not judgmental. Not um, so much having to be the disciplinarian, but being just this loving, accepting figure totally. that I think a lot of kids need yeah. in their lives that, you know, yes, at a, at a young age. And then as they get older, I even had kids in my neighborhood who, you know, had had gotten a little bit older and wouldn't admit to watching Barney anymore. There was one little boy I remember we were talking about. He was kind of looking at me and, you know, wanted to hear the voice and stuff and you know, kind of being a little bit aloof about it. And then he left and his littler sister goes, he still watches it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they could tap into that tender place and still, you yeah. know, feel comfortable there with Barney and that I kind of big part of, I think that was a big factor in the acceptance and the love and the, the caring. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, and we're saying, you're saying, what's the problem? A lot of people said, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, saccharine or it's cloying or whatever. And it wasn't actually, it was really genuinely loving. I mean, we were there in the studio and we were a big family. It was, we mm -hmm. loved the kids. It was, I, it was I, 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 the atmosphere, you know? I, I think it, it appeared saccharine to the highly cynical eye. 
Yes, I think that's if, true. if you had that's a you had a cynical perspective, which again, humorous and that, and again, the detractors, their whole job is being cynical about the whole world. Right, so yeah, Barney yeah. at its at its apex was just this irresistible fruit that they just couldn't. Oh yeah, because yeah. really they were not our target audience. You know, the it's the little ones, the two yeah. to you know, actually one to four year old. Because some kids, the minute they even really just starting to walk and stuff would get involved in the in the show and be really drawn to it the movement and the color and all that kind of stuff but yeah we always used to say yeah well say what you will but you're not our target audience so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, and i think i think that's what about it too that ultimately everybody was in parallel lanes and yeah and i i think it all worked out uh, yes I, the, I, I was going to say that the you know one of the things the one that we got so commonly was feedback from parents who had uh, special needs kids mm -hmm. and you know some kids who were autistic who never spoke before the parents just totally credited barney for bringing the child out and uh, out of themselves and uh starting the, them to speak and i mean we got you know one particular letter was from a mom who said that that her son had it was barely verbal just barely verbal and he was four or five years old i think it was but he said, she said that he came up to her one day in, while she was in the kitchen and he just wrapped his arms around her, around her legs and said, I love you, mommy. And he had never said that before. Oh, and wow. she, he had just watched Barney and he'd been watching Barney for a while. And yeah. she wrote us a letter to tell us this because she credited Barney with really bringing him out and allowing him to express himself that way. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't get a reward for doing something like this. Doesn't get better than that. So yeah, that's, the lucky. best part. Yep. One of my friends from college called me when the first episodes began to run on PBS and, you know, where our, our name scrolled by and she called and she said, I know this has to be you. It's the voice of Baby Bop. And I just want you to know that I finally have time to take a shower and you run the dishwasher. Thank you so much. So see, Barney had a vast <laughs> influence Ripple. for so many reasons. An emotional and educational and a utility purpose. Yes, yes, that's right. So well, hey, Bob mentioned punch drives, and we are good to go on our audience questions. So let's go ahead and roll our first ones. And this is going to come from Robert. And they want to know, what was your favorite song from the show? Let's see. Uh, anybody? Anyone? Uh, I always say, just imagine. Uh, oh, I always, that's I always think that's kind song. of like a, you know, the, the spirit of, of the show. And, uh, and, it's, and, it's, and it's an unusual song for Barney because it was a waltz. You know, it was a three, four time. And it was, it was kind of a ballad. And so Barney got to break out a little bit. But yeah, I think that it captures the spirit of the show in a lot of ways. Love that. For all, you know, just as an overall song for the show, I love that Listen to the Nighttime mm. song that was all about nighttime sounds that, you know, the kids could listen to while they were going to sleep and that kind of thing. I For for BJ, just personally, you know, as a song to perform, I love the rock and roll star. <laughs> there was a rock and roll number that BJ did that, you know, was a little bit out of our normal realm that was really fun. That was a great one. And then... Uh, I always love the flying in the airplane song. That was, mm -hmm. we did that many times and, but in different, you know, different episodes where it would be put in different ways. But I love that song too. I think Brooks liked that one too. Jeff yeah. Brooks. I think he'd like yeah. doing that one too. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I enjoyed the itsy bitsy spider. It was my big ballad. <laughs> and, uh, I got to do it several times. I think it was requested a lot in the in the little jar on the piano. There were little requests for itsy bitsy spider. And your tip, and you, baby Bob tip jar. Audition, and I would, and would, now, yeah. Yeah. I would do that in my <laughs> Uh, too much. I like the uh, "No More Monkeys Jumping on the Bed" song. That's a good one. Yeah. A classic. The countdown. It's math. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robert, thank you. That was a wonderful question to start us off with. What do we have next? Amber, how does it feel to have your voice on toys? And I'll expand that. To how does it just feel to see yourself in the toy aisle? <laughs> Surreal. It's fun. I loved it. It's I weird. I mean, when my nieces and nephews were little, because I gave them all BJ dolls that were counting. They were the counting BJ. And so they could listen to my voice when they went to sleep at night and stuff, which was, which was neat to have them at the right age. They were a little older, but still they loved it. So that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. I was used to uh, go to Toys R Us or Target or something and, if I was really bored, I would go, you know, they had the, the it was the, some of the Barney's had a button in the hand that you could push and you'd get a little sample of the sound. So mm -hmm. there were like 12 of them all lined up. So okay. <laughs> they loved you there. They loved you at Toys R Us. little madness. Madness in the toy aisle. <laughs> it's that weird guy again. Security yeah, in the toy, toy aisle. <laughs> Security, sir. Please, the batteries and those don't last very long. We need to save those for the children. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is kind of sad I mean. because I still have. This is the counting BJ right here that we. I don't think he. I don't think he'll even count anymore. But he lasted <laughs> for years and years, and then finally, at some point, he would just go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he, he got slower and slower. <laughs> but well, yeah, that lasts you know, forever. Is that is that of the charm or is just the, the batteries gave out? Or is it, <laughs> That's it. Only when they're too long, they start to ooze out. So right. <laughs> oh no, we don't yeah, want that. Pull, the, pull the batteries out if they're old. Yeah. But the Actimates Barney was really, that was fun. The Actimates Barney was really amazing because it oh, you know, yeah. that was, very that was cool. a technical groundbreaker and you know and countless hours in the booth saying, There he is. There he is, <laughs> there, over and over again. It's like the recording for Siri or something, a voice like that. Yeah. When you chop it up, put it in. And at the time, you know, chips could only hold a, a tiny amount of information. And yeah. so they had to really, you know, crunch it down and a lot of work. Right. But boy, did it, you know, that was really, really, really fun. That was really fun because I got to do a couple of other characters on that too. The, oh, yeah, the Hoot yeah. Owl and... Um, what was the other? <laughs> a couple of other characters. In uh, well, that memory left. Um, <laughs> that was the doll. Was it? Was it that Barney that they used for the kids who were yeah. going in to have MRIs and things like that yeah. to help them? Bob can tell that story. Yeah, it was. A, it was uh, a kind of a special edition of it where they, we huh. programmed in uh, things where Barney would coach kids through uh, cancer treatments, and I think it was through oh, wow. you know. Uh, MRIs to get them, or uh, or radiation. I think it was. It was radiation. Wow. radiation still. Yeah. yeah. So they get to, to breathe and to yeah. 
It was um, with St. Jude's, with St. Jude's Hospital. That's right. See, wow. the yeah. memory's not so bad after all. There but you yeah, go. Was, yeah, the character was, I played. I think she was yeah. a cow. I don't know. <laughs> I mooed a lot. You know, and they put these through uh, throughout several hospitals. They put, would put these in the treatment rooms and the kids would they turn them on and the kids would listen. And they said it, it really worked to help calm the kids down. So mm-hmm. that's great. Amazing. That's really fantastic. Yeah. Oh, nice. Amber, thank you. Wonderful question. What do we have next? Hey, it's from Amy. Who is your favorite guest star on the show? Ooh, who was it? Well, I mean, other than we, I have to mention Phyllis Cicero, who played mm-hmm. Stella, Stella the storyteller. Uh, she was, she wasn't what you would call a guest. She was a regular. Our beloved Phyllis, we lost her recently. And we just want to say thank you, Phyllis, for everything you did. And, what a wonderful character you created and what a wonderful character you were. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> in addition, she yeah, was a ray of sunshine. But yeah. we had some, we had some really great guests. We had. Uh, yeah, we had, well, we, they cast a lot from the Dallas area. So for yeah. Patty, Bob and myself, both, we had a lot of friends that were, that were in theater mm-hmm. and uh, our friend, Carol Farabee at the time, she's she Carol my Farabee favorite too. now, yeah. but uh, she played the queen of hearts and right. um, yeah, there were, there were several really fun actors, you know, that, that uh, got to come and, and play with Barney and uh, they always said, Oh, you all have so much fun. Yeah. And, and we did. Barry mm-hmm. Pearl was another, he was actually oh, yeah. a recurring character. He pre- played Professor Tinkerputt on the show. And Barry was always a lot of fun to have around. And he had a background that was very cool because he was, I don't know if he was in the original Broadway cast of Grease, but he was in the movie Grease. Yeah, he he played one of the uh, John Travolta's. Well, his, yeah. his, his gang. Yeah. His gang. Yeah. yeah. So he was very cool. Yeah, and he had a couple of, Writers from Writers on the Storm, the country western group came Riders on. Riders in the Sky. Riders yeah, in the Riders Sky. Yeah. yeah, they came on one time. They were wonderful. Tommy DePaola, the, the yes, the children, the writer Tommy DePaola. One of one of the great. I think he was one of the few that we had on more than once. But yeah, he was he was awesome. And then we had a guest star, a four footed guest star. Remember yeah. our little boy? It was a Australian Shepherd dog, and. Oh yeah, he was on the show a number of times, and that was always so much fun to have that dog on the show because it was uncanny the things that dog could do, and mm. was willing to do more takes than we were. So, <laughs> <laughs> more disciplined and better trained. Well, if they had given us, if they popped a treat in our mouths every time that we had to do a take, we might have been a little happier. I know it might have worked out. True. <laughs> Somebody posted an outtake. Try fun. anything. <laughs> Somebody put an outtake of the dog that we had on for for Bing, for the song Bingo one time, and it was a hound, and he just kind of, come on, Bingo, let's play. Bingo, Bingo. So we also had a donkey once, as I recall. <laughs> we had an elephant. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, he worked for Peanuts. But hey. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Great question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Water time. I don't know. Out of curiosity, how long was a uh, was your uh, side of the of the equation? But did you record lines first and then they filmed, or did they film and then 
the Ricardia lines or how, how did private production work? Oh no, it was, it, we did it in real time. That was the DinoSync thing. It right, was, so that was like, yeah, nobody okay. ever did yeah. that. Yeah, so know? no one, yeah, but I was, I was thinking, were there ever pickups or pre's or anything like that? So it was full well, blown. The music, we would pre-record. Everyone okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I thought yeah. kind of, I, the, I the music might have been a little challenging to do in DinoSync. Yeah. Yeah. And over yeah, and over had, again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, the, for, for PBS production, it was pre-record the music and then come in and then in real time, talk over the intro, into the yeah. song, and breathe. And then the, the vocal comes in, you know, right. And uh, the editors always appreciated when we got that right. And plus the fact that, you know, you're working with kids and every once in a while, they're going to change the script on you <laughs> and right when you're working into a song. And so you better think it's on the quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was kids. Our kids were really pretty consistent, but, uh, but that was fun. It's like, you know, it's, it's like doing live theater, which is, which is muy fun. Yes. <laughs> and incidentally, I, I have to thank you on behalf of several of my friends here. Uh, Bob knows I'm a performer for the attractions in Orlando, and I've had several friends who worked on the Barney Show at Universal over the years. Yes. And I had a friend of mine who was one of the very last Mr. Peekaboos when they closed it a few months ago. So oh, yeah. very yeah. sad. No, oh, on behalf yeah, of I I, 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 I thank you for providing uh, for your being doing your gig and giving uh, several of my friends their gigs. Oh, thank you. Nice. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get, you know, I get that uh, that cut from them every month, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wonderful, though, in our business when we can be a part of something that, that provide, you know, because you look at how many people yeah. were cast in our tours um, mm -hmm. over the years and, and uh, you know, we did albums that in, that gave work in, in studios and and uh, it's wonderful to be a part of that, you know, to be a part of something that, that uh, kind of keeps on keeps on uh, bringing more people in and giving them, especially performers, because, you know, we, yeah. our, our work is, uh, is sometimes hard to find. Yeah. yeah. And to get, think, you know, when I went into that audition, it was first five episodes for BJ and it turned into 18 years. <laughs> and Bob was, you know, there forever. Julie was there before I was. So it, it, it's a great gig if you can get it 18 yeah. years later. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for me, it was supposed to be three home videos, and that uh -huh. was it. Hmm. Who knew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Indeed. And still had fun. Still look forward to it. You yeah. know, when I would go into work, we were never bored. We had a great time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Ah, I think we have time for one or two more at least, so let's roll another and see what we find. And this comes from uh, Jalen. <laughs> what was the funniest thing that ever happened on set that you feel mm. comfortable sharing? <laughs> Comfortable sharing. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Well, the <clears throat> weirdest thing that ever happened on set, I mean, Josh probably talked about it, was the time that uh, his, was, did you, you had Josh Martin on, yeah, and he was the one, they call him Smokey, because the fan inside the costume caught fire. <laughs> yes. Like, not really funny for him at the time, I'm sure, but definitely <clears throat> the wildest thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I when I, when I posted him on stage, you know, I always say, "Okay, tell the Barney story, tell the Barney story." He's like, "All right." Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, did he tell? Did he tell the part where um, it went out on a on a police radio of the, because the fire department was coming out to our studios, <laughs> and and our local uh, ABC affiliate picked up the story and said, "Well, evidently uh, today Barney <laughs> caught on fire," and the. And the the flooding of the of the um the switchboard at that 
at that TV station with parents calling saying, can you please tell our children that Barney is fine? Please, please, please. And they did. They came back on, you know, toward the end of the event and said, Barney's fine. He's not on fire. It was just a little bit, you know, like, um, careful what you, yeah. <laughs> what you just yeah. pop out there, folks, because you got some one and a half to five-year-olds that, uh, that, you know, take it pretty literally. So, yeah. 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 I mean, there were there were some shock jocks who put something out on the air that was really bad once. And I had to, you know, and my parents ended up calling me like later in that day. It had gotten from Dallas to, to where my where my parents were in Houston, yeah. and in the Houston area in Baytown. And they called in a panic. You know, it's like, oh, it's amazing, me. you know, but 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 we had so little we had so little of that, actually. I think I think yeah. it was we were really lucky, you know. Media coverage was, you know, there was some cynicism to it, but but generally we had the support of. And the thing is that we had, you know, the parents watched Barney and Friends with their kids more than any other show on television. I mean, uh, you know, a study showed that. So it was kind of a myth that everybody hated Barney. So yeah, uh, you know, so I think it's it, it's fun to talk about the you know the, the ribbing and everything, but uh, yeah. but we have to remember that you know we really did have the support of the vast majority of of people and, and and even most shock jocks too i heard that what howard stern did a really good barney imitation actually i'm pretty sure his daughters were at that age so uh -huh. I, yeah. there you go and, and his really wives was at that age at that time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. d snyder was the other one of all people d snyder did a knockout oh. barney Im imitation <laughs> We had a really fun, funny episode one time where Barney had to jump into a wading pool. And that was one that Carrie Stinson uh, was inside the costume at that point. And really, it was one of those things where you got to get it right, you know, because put several cameras on it. Because once <laughs> Barney jumps into the water in a suit that already weighed, what, six, 60 pounds? 60 pounds yeah. And then it gets waterlogged. Barney's going down and you got to get that suit off of him fast. Yeah. But it was very funny but to watch him jump into that wading pool. And then it was like birth of a dinosaur because they had to come pull that thing off of, of, of Carrie as fast as they could so that he wasn't, you know, weighted down in that water. But that was a funny episode. There was a lot of ad-libbing that went on. <laughs> How... Uh, how many costumes did they have for each character? Uh, I assume there's at least more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was there a deep obviously. I wasn't sure if there was like a whole art. I only had 20 of them just in case, or like a standard three or four, you know? I think there was probably two or two or three of yeah. maybe active at any one time. You know? Yes. Yeah. And you could walk into the costume storage area and it was a little spooky because it looked like oh, one of the, you know, one of the, the uh, horror movies where things are just hanging from the ceiling, you know, I, I, surreal. there's body I've, parts. And I've been, I've been in the Walt Disney version of that. With <laughs> yeah. The heads and the costumes yeah. and the, on, on the hooks. <laughs> and it's, it's a, it is very disconcerting. The Barney came, the Barney came off with the, there was a hook in the top of the head right. and they lifted it up off of, off of uh, the dancer and that we had someone that came through the studio one time that, that worked in one of the offices and brought their brought their couple of their children. 
and I believe a, a small traumatization <laughs> was uh, ensued when their little one looked up and saw Barney hanging from a hook in the top of his head <laughs> from the ceiling. There was a there yeah. was a bit of screaming. So <laughs> we, we kind of learned a lesson there about we need to make sure all doors are closed. <laughs> yeah. if, you know, even if it's some of our yeah, in-house people. Of the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Still working that out in therapy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there was another time where the, the little dog knows their heads would just pop off so oh, wow. we, they could rehearse without the heads on or they could um pop the heads off just to cool down a little bit barney just had to have a fan in his mouth you know where they would blow air in to, to try and cool the actor off but there was one occasion where somebody had popped but they tried to really be protective of the kids right even the kids who were coming on as extras and things to make sure that they weren't rehearsing that way while there were you know, not our regular kids, but, you know, extras yeah. and, and anybody that, you know, might be affected by that. But there was one time they had popped BJ's head off and put it on a cart. <laughs> Same thing. A little kid saw it and, you know, the eyes got big and, and one of the guys who was standing there quick thinking went, it's a cake. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> it's a cake. It's a cake. Quit thinking. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's a cake. Wow. wow. It's so realistic. Yeah, very good. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Jalen, thank you. That was a wonderful question. And GalaxyCon viewers. This has been my time with the cast of Barney and Friends. Gentlemen and ladies, this has been absolutely wonderful. Any parting words for our audience before we go? Stay safe and healthy, kids. Uh, yeah. Wear those masks. Wash those yeah. hands. Stay socially Use distant. your imaginations. That's Use right. your imagination. Right? Hey! Wear your mask. Right on. That's it. <laughs> and remember, kindness is contagious as well. Yes. <laughs> it has been my absolute pleasure to serve you all today. Thank you again for joining us at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And thank you for your great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care. And please keep washing those hands. <laughs>